Hey, all you ghosts, goblins, and ghouls. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. A podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> and raising... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was like the most perfect take ever. No, 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 no. Just, okay. just tack it on. Yeah. And fine. raising our kids to be half as wait, that sounded. I came in hot. And raising no, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the eighties. We're your hosts. You're close. You're getting there. You're, you're your there. Come on, shut oh, up. Sorry. We are your beloved hosts, Woody Brown and Tyler Bentz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deleting that, dude. Come oh my on. god. No. That, okay, that one's just for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can recover, man. Report suspicious What's up, man? You know, just hanging out. A little upset about the um, the temperature rising again since we are in the south in North Georgia. Uh, it's been spooky and kind of dreary and rainy lately, and the, mm-hmm. the temperature's dropping. But today I look, and it's back up to being sunny and in the 80s. So Boo. not real happy about it. I mean, I'm kind of happy about the sunshine, but oh I just wish it was I just wish it was crisper. Man, I'm telling I just, my, I am stumbling over some words today. <laughs> my gosh, man. Oh, uh, you're doing fine. You're doing great. Okay, well, I appreciate the support. If I could just have one fan. Um, okay. <laughs> so the last few episodes, I've noticed that we've gotten a little research heavy and a little, we've really gone down the, um, the Harlequin Trail, if you will. S- the spooky rabbit trail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were thinking that it would be a good time to have something a little lighter mm-hmm. uh, to really pay our respects to that time in our lives when we created those memories that, um, you know, that we well, associate. I mean, oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say the reasons why we fell in love with Halloween in the first place. Yes, absolutely. You know, what's funny is, okay, as we've said before, you grew up over here in the States. I grew up for a lot of my childhood overseas mm-hmm. but it's funny that even living in another country i still um you know was able to harness the love of halloween mm. and all of those fun traditions we were still kind of able to uh, participate in stuff like that and i think <laughs> just kind of thinking about it i'm sure we have very similar experiences with halloween when we were kids and then mm-hmm. very different ones as well um, oh yeah i mean when i start th- you know i was having a conversation with my son yesterday actually i think and kind of just asking him what his favorite i guess halloween costume that he's been as far back as he can remember i mean he's only eight so 
you know, what was the, his favorite thing to dress up as? Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, he asked me the same question, and I started to think about it. And I'm like, uh, I don't really know. I mean, really, my favorite, I, I don't know. I think my favorite costumes have been as an adult, really. You know, like a couple years ago, the whole family dressed up like Ghostbusters, and nice. my wife was Janine, nice. which was cool. Oh, and we've man. done the, uh, we've I done the Star Wars. I have a crush on, on old Janine a little. Yeah, I mean, uh... I mean, no association to Anne, your wife, but <laughs> <laughs> oh man, things just got real weird. Um, I'm just saying, uh, I used to have this weird sort of little bit of a little bit of a crush on Janine. Yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver in that movie was always just kind of the uh, you know the hot one. But it's funny, man. Whenever I think about costumes, I mean, I don't know about. Do you have a favorite costume? I mean, a favorite thing that you ever wore? Um, you know, man, I can. Sp- I'm trying to think of the grade that it would have been. Um, maybe like fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, we grew up in different times, uh, you know, clearly different ways of growing up compared to our children, you know, the way they're going to grow up. But uh, I want to say it was like either fifth or sixth grade. And it was kind of, I guess, the year that I'd graduated from like little kid costume to being able to sort of embrace the gory side of like horror and I don't know if my mom bought this or not but uh well actually no the I think okay let me start over actually this would have been in fourth grade when my mom went on a trip I want to say she went to over the UK or something and she comes back with a like movie replica um, Freddy Krueger uh, hat, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the mask. And I mean, it was legit. I mean, it looks, uh, I mean, pr- a pretty penny was probably spent on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and movie replica glove. Whoa. And I was just, I was immediately just smitten with those things. I mean, for years I would continue just to be sitting in my room and I just have the glove on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember that. And then I remember... Um, Maybe the next year, I bought this sort of full body, like it would it would tie around your neck, and then it was like this huge uh, sort of you know torso kind of thing, and it was basically it looked like your whole body had been a hole had just been cut, and you could see like intestines oh, and your wow. heart and your ribs were cracked open, and you know you'd put like a like an open shirt over it, and man, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Um, I mean, that all, is quite the scene for me to imagine a fifth grader yeah, just rocking. Yeah, way too early. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, we grew up in different times. Yeah. Um, and I also remember being obsessed with, uh, did you ever have like those little blood capsules as a kid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God, I was obsessed with them. I mean, God, they tasted you, terrible. They did taste terrible, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what you wouldn't do, you would just sacrifice it all just to be like, okay. And then you would wait Sometimes oh, yeah. too long just to be able to like have blood coming out of your mouth when one of your friends came by. You know, so you're oh, like, yeah. you bit that thing too early and you're like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> you got a hole in your mouth. Waiting, you're sweating. Someone's like, hey, man, what's going on? And you're like, uh, and just the payoff <laughs> it was just worth it every time. But, yeah, it, w- it was a real treat to, uh, to encounter someone who hadn't seen your trick yet. Except we, I'm, I'm sure if you were anything like me, even if they had seen it, you oh yeah. Anyway, every single yeah. year, and they'd be like, "Oh god, we get it, bro." Like, yeah, but it's the fake blood capsule. 
And they're like, yeah, we know. And you're like, no, no, no. See, like you bite it. It's like it's not real blood. It's hey, very... man, it's not real blood. Yes, Woody, we get it. I'm like, no, but I mean, you bite the capsule first, and then. And it's like real blood. Yeah, man. God, that was the best. It's funny. Growing up, you go back and you look at like old pictures. Um, Mm -hmm. If anybody just Googled 80s Halloween costume right now, the first thing that's going to pop up are those old Ben Cooper, you know, plastic mask with a colored trash bag (laughs) costume. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because I wanted one of those so bad growing up. But Mm -hmm. my mom, who is a seamstress, and she's super creative, and she quilts, and she's just, you know, she's like, oh, no, son. We're, we can do better than that. And on top of that all, and I've carried this on with my kids too, she hated costumes with a mask. Mm-hmm. She oh, also yeah. hated anything, like, scary or anything like that. So needless to say, throughout my childhood, I was never anything, like, scary. No kind of monster, nothing. Not even, like a werewolf or anything nothing so it was always like i really had to kind of toe a line and um mm-hmm. and most of the time like some of the you know <laughs> some of the costumes were amazing like she made this pinocchio costume amazing you know, yeah i sent you that picture it's incredible man it's just yeah. like really well done you know and so we we ended up having like this trunk full of costumes that we could just play with all year long but then you kind of cycle through pictures and you notice oh that's I'm a genie this year, but that's the Pinocchio vest. And then my brother's wearing <laughs> this thing that I'm going to be wearing in like a couple of years. Maybe she was just a little busy that year. <laughs> it's just like we just would use and repurpose um, all this stuff, uh, which is just hilarious. But yeah, I've, I've never really liked any costumes with masks except for, you know, I always wanted one of those Ben Cooper things, but I never, never, ever got one. Well, I, I, I will say too, uh, regarding the Ben Cooper uh, costumes. We kind of, I think we sort of grew up in an era where we would have, like, I remember them as like a really young kid. Mm-hmm. But then I think our generation kind of, you know, I don't know if we were like the first generation that did this, but I remember like the real sort of monster mask kind of coming on along. Um, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all those, the the Ben Cooper stuff, which, you know, now I look back and it's, Man, I would love to collect them. I mean, they're amazing, uh, just full of sort of nostalgia. But, you know, I remember being a kid and then there was like, you know, like I said earlier, it's like there was a switch where it was like, eh, these are for kids. You know, mm-hmm. I want, you know, a mask that looks like I have a hatchet coming out of my head yeah. or, you know, my lower jaw is torn off. It it got, you know. Yeah, I feel like the pretty, 80s like horror movie genre mm-hmm. kind of exploded with a bunch of stuff that I'm sure yeah. we'll talk about later. But, um, and that kind of gave rise to, you know, more and more people going after that kind of, that kind of costume and, you know, Fangoria or whatever. Oh man, I loved it. I don't know that that obsession with like horror movies and stuff in our age category at that time. Mm-hmm. Dude, I do have some pretty hilarious when I, when I was kind of thinking back to costumes and stuff. Some pretty hilarious sort of like embarrassing costume stories. Mm. I'm trying to think which one I should tell first. But the first one uh, happened right when I moved back to the States. So it's like ninth grade. Um, just kind of moved back and made some, you know, lifelong friends. Uh, shout out to Matt Rollins. Mm-hmm. And we we all liked, you know how it is with your best buds, man. You end up all liking kind of the same stuff, showing each other new things, just kind of like we do here on the show. Mm-hmm. And 
One thing that we were super obsessed with was the movie The Crow with Brandon Lee. What are you supposed to be, a clown or something? Sometimes. It's more like surfing than skating. I wish the rain would stop just once. Can't rain all the time. Eric? Oh, my God. I and love so it. as soon as I watched that movie, I thought, dude, easy costume. First mm-hmm. off, I love this this movie. Dude, uh, I totally forgot about this until you just said this. Really? I think I went as the crow two years in a row. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me tell you my crow experience. Uh, so my high school um, was very different from yours, too. So my high school was down in um, kind of a more metro county than, uh, you know, your rural. Uh, rural. Rural uh, mm-hmm. high school. And so we had just a ton of kids. And I just didn't know what to expect. But honestly, in a way, I kind of didn't care. But I was still kind of nervous about dressing up and going to school if I didn't have some support. So my best friend, Matt Rollins, promised me, hey, man, if you dress up, I'll dress up. Oh, okay, boy. cool. Now, this is before cell phones, so we couldn't text to make sure and verify. You know, you get up early for school, you get to school, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know? And so, I mean, I got my long sleeve black shirt. I got yes. my black jeans. I'm yes. sure I didn't have any black boots, but I think I maybe maybe I had some, like, Black Chuck Taylors or oh, yeah. black van, slip-on vans, something like that. Or maybe even some airwalks. You mm-hmm. hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. And painted my face white with like the black, you know, lipstick stuff and the eyes and all this kind of stuff. I think I'm just like, this is one of those moments in life where I'm like, yeah, dude, I am going to have, everyone is going to yes. think, dude, this is so cool. I picture it in my head. I just know as soon as I get there, everyone's going to be like, because in my mind, everyone cool knows this movie. Well, hey, lo- hey, let me ask you a quick question, though. Mm-hmm. This is the one thing that n- everyone always sort of forgot. Therefore, they didn't really look that cool. Did you have a black wig or did you just have regular? No, dude, I, my, my hair was already, I have black hair. So no, I but long... I mean, was it, was it long? Yeah, pretty long-ish. I mean, mine so, was too, but not like crow it wasn't long. Super, yeah, it wasn't crow long, but it was... I parted it right down the middle. Me too, same. And it was long enough-ish. I mean, looking back at the pictures, which I will show you, thankfully because of pictures, I'm proving that you know maybe my costume wasn't the greatest. But I show up at school <laughs> just ready to show off and see my, my, my bro, who mm-hmm. is certainly going to be dressed as Eric Draven as well. Oh, absolutely. And I show up, I round the corner, and Rollins is wearing regular clothes no face paint no costume nothing left me out to dry and i'm just like Jeez. oh so then that is the worst. and then i kind of noticed too basically there might be out of like thousands of students at this high school i'm one of maybe 10 that decided to just for the love of halloween dress up mm. and come to school in high school so so, so what how old would, would you have been then Ninth grade, I mean, I don't know, man, 13. So everybody was like a little too, too kill, cool. Too yeah. kill, man. Mm-hmm. And so some of the other kids, you know, were in the drama, you know, the drama kids or the, the Wiccan kids <laughs> oh, yeah. who just wear that stuff to school anyway. And Yeah. Um, All the so, kids that had like the yin-yang And necklaces. then just like the one girl that was like kind of hot, but there was just something weird about her and she dressed, like a gir- and dressed uh, up as a giraffe and you're like, oh, maybe she, maybe I mean, she's I'm, not... I know exactly what girl you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, it didn't matter. Oh, yeah. I love those girls. Oh, my gosh. Me too, man. And, like, the world 
anything. There's just this crazy self-confidence that half the time you're like, is this person just oblivious? Or Mm -hmm. is this like, that's how, I don't know. It's just crazy. But anyway, that is the first embarrassing thing. Oh my God. And then we have like gym class and I show up and the gym teacher's like, the gym teacher. I mean, it's just like classic early 90s mentality about everything and the teacher just kind of looks at me and he just rolls his eyes just like make sure you dress out i'm like yes <clears throat> yes sir <laughs> he said something along the lines of um just because you painted your face doesn't mean you don't get to dress out oh yeah yes sir now not too many years before i saw the crow um back in middle school who boy here this is another one uh, we had a Halloween dance. Again, this is back overseas. Ooh. So the Halloween dance was like a fundraiser or something for the school. But if you came to the Halloween dance dressed up, and this is their incentive to get people to dress up, mm-hmm. then you only paid like half price or something like that. Or your mm-hmm. date got in for free. I, I don't remember what the circumstances were, but I knew there was an some incentive. Sort of- there's some sort of incentive to get everybody to dress up and have a good time, which in my opinion, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's how yeah. you do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Although back then you were probably like, Ugh. No, dude. I so was into stupid. It. Oh, you're no. into it. Oh, into it, man. I was like, yes, man. Okay, we good. get to dress up. I'm doing it. So I had a, a um, another best friend. Can't remember his name, but he. Uh, and that's the thing about grownups overseas too, man. Like people would kind of live there for a year or six months, and they'd move somewhere else and stuff. So you get kind of like attached to folks, but you're used to them having to leave. So anyway, at the time, uh, I was super into. Um, a hip-hop group mm. and so i thought you know it would be really cool now these guys they dress, oh i know exactly where dress, you're going shush. i do Have i told you this before no but i okay, guarantee okay. i did the exact same thing so i'm like you know these guys dress uniquely this is going to be a great costume idea because another thing for me is i wanted to i didn't want to be what everybody was mm-hmm. i wanted them to be like hey man cool costume that was always kind of like my thing i wanted to be something unique but mm-hmm. easily recognizable so you know as we'll learn, uh, that that sort of easily recognizable filter that I use throughout life needs needs some tweaking. I uh, decided, I'll kind of like break, you know, let the secret out here. I decided that I, me and my friend were going to show up to this Halloween dance. And I'm sure there was plenty of girls that I had a crush on there. Mm-hmm. We're going to show up at this Halloween dance and we're going to be, ladies and gentlemen, crisscross. Crisscross. <laughs> Knew it. I mean, dude, I have these friends that were from New Zealand. They came over to my house, these girls. They like braided my hair. Like, I mean, my hair was very short, but I had like little wannabe sort of like (laughs) row braids. Kind of like Michael. I had a Braves jersey. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Braves jersey, baggy jeans, all backwards. Oh, yeah. And I show up to this Halloween dance, man, and I walk up to this table. And I'm like so proud of myself, and, you know. And by the way, in case you're wondering, wearing clothes backwards is a very—it just feels weird. It's not mm-hmm. cool, especially when you have to go to the restroom. Anyhow, I walk up to the table, and they're signing somebody else in. Me and my buddy show up, and they're like, they just the the you know the parent or whatever just kind of looks up at us. I think it was even—I think it was like a older kid, like a high school kid—and they're kind of like, huh? They're like, what are you? And I'm like, um. We're, we're crisscross. I'm Chris. And the guy's like, I don't know what that is. Whatever, man. And he just like kind of signs us off, gives us the ticket or whatever, gives us the half price. We go in and I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's just not into that kind of music. But we're mm-hmm. there, 
you know, there's a couple people who are like, ah, oh, cool, man, crisscross, right on, man. I'm like, yeah, all right. And then, even though later in life I enjoyed attention, this is a time of my life where I was not shy necessarily, but I just definitely didn't want the spotlight, especially right. after, like, well, most people weren't really understanding who we were, what we were doing. And there were some kids in there with some just killer costumes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, all of a sudden, the DJ's playing something. They're like, Yo, this is, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out. Hey, this, we got one of these, we got these guys in the crowd. Everybody give it up for my boys in crisscross. And they shine this, like, spotlight on me and my buddy who are just, like, sitting off to the side. And it's like, and then they start playing. And everybody's, oh, like, the best. and everybody's like jumping around and I'm like, Ooh. and I'm like, I don't know, this is fun. And then boom, jump, jump. So that was kind of the two sort of embarrassing moments in terms of costumes that sort of, uh, whew, I'll never forget. Well, were you, you know, when they played the song, were you, was, was it sort of hyped up, bro? Was, was it cool? It was like a good one? Kind of, but I mean, some people were like, I don't know this song. And they just went and sat down. So I'm mm. like, jump, jump. And Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I mean, I still love that song. Uh, Dude, whenever I found out that I was moving to Atlanta, it was shortly after that, maybe another year or so, mm-hmm. when we found out we were moving to Atlanta. I loved the the Atlanta Braves at that point. Criss mm-hmm. Cross was from Atlanta. So See, in my I, mind... I didn't know that until way, way later. Oh, dude. I mean, like, in my mind, I thought, oh, man. I'm going to be hanging gonna be in the out same with these guys. city. Yeah. I'm going to see these guys all the time. Mm. It's going to be amazing. So I was pretty stoked. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't do, I remember doing, uh, so the Crow situation, I did the exact same thing. And I honestly, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say, I'm pretty sure I did it two years in a row. Um, <laughs> the first, I remember the first time I did it, you know, it's sort of like my hair wasn't as long. It was sort of like, uh, sort of like Eddie Furlong light. Mm, me too, yep. You know, so like still top of the year. And then the next year, I remember it was a little more like full on like black shirt. And then I had like the electrical tape all up my arms. Uh, the hair was a little longer. And yeah, same kind of thing like you were saying. You just, you just, it just gave you so much confidence. Yeah. I just remember thinking like, man, there is nobody cooler than Eric Draven mm-hmm. and Brandon Lee. Um which still, you know, rest in peace, Brandon Lee. That's such a tragedy. But yeah, man, there, there was nothing cooler than when The Crow came out. Yeah, man. Great um, soundtrack and, too, God. Oh, amazing soundtrack. And I mean, the original uh, like graphic novel uh, mm-hmm. from J.O. Barr is it's still one of my favorite. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, a guy named Paul Pope, who is a sort of a legend in comics. And, uh, you know, it's funny because there's things that, um, that he he does artistically that I guess I always just sort of assumed like he was a fan of that stuff. And so we were talking and I'm like, man, I used to love this page or I used to, you know, love this or this or this. And I would send it and he would be like, man, that's way, way too melodramatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so, like, oh, my bad, dude. I, you know, I was trying to think about um, my costumes and – it's weird because as much as I love Halloween and always have, I just I've just forgotten. Like I can't remember a lot of the costumes. I know that I was, you know, you had to be Dracula at least mm. one year. Um, Never was, man. Really? Yeah. 
Man. Not even yeah. a vampire. I'm telling you, dude. My mom was like, really? this stuff is for the devil. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think for my mom, it was sort of like, well, this one's easy. We just throw a poncho on him and slick his hair back and, mm-hmm. you know, put in some cheap vam- or, uh, like vampire teeth and, you know, you're good to go. But I, I do remember, which I was pretty young. I was probably my oldest daughter's age, so around five-ish, five or six maybe. And I'd recently just seen, which actually, maybe, maybe this was from seeing Monster Squad, actually. But anyway, whatever it was, I, I you know, just desperately had to be the mummy for Halloween. And, um, you know, shout out to my mom. She's always been awesome and you know, she would try her best and, and all that. So she wraps me head to toe in gauze bandages. Um, and like I said in an earlier episode, my grandmother's house was, again, I'm horrible at distance. How, how far, Woody? I would say like just down the hill. Yeah, just That's down something the hill. That's something that we would say you yeah, know, yeah. down south, just down the mm-hmm, hill. Because mm-hmm. it really was just down a hill from your house. Yeah. So I, you know, mom wraps me up and, you know, we hop in the old uh, Wagoneer um, and drive, you know, not even a quarter, not even, who knows, very, very short distance down the hill. I get out. By the time I make it from the car to the door, I'm standing in a pile of gauze in my underwear. And I remember it was a particularly cold October. And just a little naked kid with... Probably Chuck Taylors and a pile of gauze. Oh, man. Yeah, fortunately, it wasn't like a, uh, you know, I wasn't in front of my class or anything. But uh, I do remember being a little embarrassed by that. And we had to go back and, I mean, she probably threw back on that poncho and put those vampire teeth back in. And, you know, that was probably the the backup costume. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. But like we always say, these things only made us stronger. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to love, I mean, like, just like every kid, I think, the joy of just trying to see how much candy you could get. I mean, you start off, you know, much younger with, like, a, the little bucket or whatever, you know, maybe even it's in the shape of a jack-o'-lantern, mm-hmm. something like that. As you got older, that bucket just wasn't cutting the mustard. So, I mean, no we used to do the old pillowcase. Oh, yeah. Um, and canvas the neighborhood and you know when we moved back to the states our neighborhood was just giant which we loved so we would just like ride our bikes and i remember one year that wasn't even enough a pillowcase was not enough and so my brother and i were like well we're gonna have to start using trash bags and oh so yeah. we would just get the big kitchen sized garbage bags mm-hmm. double double them up so they don't bust later and just go around the neighborhood and fill those things up man oh it was the best i don't know how you guys did it but we would come home we would dump out all the our, our parents would make us like dump out all the candy i think if i'm remembering remembering correctly it's because just remnants of the old like urban legends of mm-hmm. you know like yep. bad stuff being in the candy so my mom would like we would all dump it out before we could even eat a single one. Oh yeah dump it all out on the living room floor and then just kind of like sort it out and like i've never been a big humongous fan of chocolate so you know, there's like a chocolate pile, and then my pile was like sweet tarts, gummy bears, blow pops, Jolly Ranchers. Oh man, yeah, I, man, that's we did all that stuff. And I remember uh, one of my fondest memories is, uh, and we're gonna have this guy on as a guest, but my oldest friend, 
Uh, we've been friends since fourth grade, I believe, and his name is Jesse Phillips. He was originally from New Hampshire. We were friends immediately, and I remember one Halloween, um, he had some family that lived in a place called Flowery Branch. So compared to where I grew up, you know, about an hour north, 45 minutes north, um, you know, this was like the big city. And so these just sort of sprawling neighborhoods. Man, we had this night where we had come up with this idea of, so each of us would have this crappy little bucket and then we would have like another little bag that we like crumpled up. We even, we just, we, we specifically made it look just sort of, you know, the, the equivalent of like the, the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. It was just all wrinkled and just empty. And so we'd show up to these doors, we'd say trick or treat. And then after they would give us our candy, we would say, well, um, you know, I know this is coming out of nowhere, but we have a friend named Mikey and he's sick. So he couldn't come oh, out. No. And nobody believes us. Uh, as you can see, there's no candy in this bag. But if you wouldn't mind, could you could you toss Mikey some candy? And they would give Mikey <laughs> some candy. We would immediately oh. go back to the car. We would dump out our candy from our little buckets into g- the giant trash bag like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was all about the appearance of uh, showing up and looking like, oh, well, we haven't really got any candy. Oh uh, my gosh, man! I mean, it was it was next level sort of thievery. con man, yeah, yeah, thievery, exactly. You know, we were teenagers at this point, so we were pushing the limits. And I I remember if they gave us something that we didn't like, or you know, an apple or toothpaste or something stupid, we would just smash it at the end of the driveway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is terrible. But I mean, that's why you, you don't give out apples on yeah. Halloween. Well, and, you know, now being parents is when you realize just how much you just dislike teenagers on Halloween. I don't know. Oh, you, yes. But like, you know, you're they have zero concept of like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little kid. I didn't, you know, they're just like racing around, like bumping into people and, and they don't even know, care. They're or just, just like running up to like a two year old and just be like, yeah. And you're like, come exactly. on, dude. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I basically just almost get into a freaking punch out with yeah. with a teenager every single year, just because. Oh, I have no teenagers. respect for like other people, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're the I worst. Sound like such an old, yeah, old get man. Off my lawn. Jeez. Um, that yeah. One thing that I noticed last year, which was a horrible Halloween. It was freezing. It was like a. I wanted, keep, I wanted wins. to keep going, but you got you and Ann wanted to get back inside. Well, I had a one-year-old and a five-year-old, and then my five-year-old fell and like oh, yeah. busted God, her lip sucks. open. It was it was a nightmare. But I remember, you know, the kids show up at your at your door, trick or treat, and you open the door and you're like, "All right, kids, one piece of candy." And it's like they they're just oblivious to anything that you just said, and you just watch them just grab like handfuls, mm-hmm. and you you kind of understand why, you know, people back in the old days just handed out, you know, piece by piece kind of deal. Oh well, I, that's how I do it, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing that this year. Um, to finish the the one for Mikey story, I remember we we got back to Jesse's aunt and uncle's house, and um, you know we'd be laying them all out. We would. Even them, you know, you get one, you get one. And then, you know, any of the stuff that we just thought was just trash, garbage candy would be like, and one for Mikey. <laughs> and I just, that was just such a good memory from that. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. One for Mikey. 
and we're gonna have Jesse on uh, here soon. He's he has oh, some yeah. pretty pretty spooky stories. So he's a cool dude too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, did you ever have like a favorite candy? I mean, so I am a big fan of chocolate. I still to this day love a good fun size Snickers. Mm, those are good. See, that's yeah. the, the difference. I don't mind chocolate. I mean, I'll, like Twix, I love Snickers. Oh yeah, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like in general, those are the things I go for like last. So I think now is a perfect time for us to talk about what you and I kind of do as an annual tradition. Um, you know, nowadays, just because being dads and having families and all that stuff, it's harder to do in person. But we've always had sort of a list of movies that without a doubt, no matter what, we had to watch before Halloween, you know, to kick the season off. You know, I'm going to preface this with these aren't movies that necessarily make our top 10 list of like the horror genre or even top 10 in terms of any kind of like best of type situation in terms of Halloween and Halloween movies. These are just movies Mm -hmm. that we love and whether we loved them in our childhood, in our teen years, or now, movies that we just have oh, yeah. to watch. Um, do you want to start with uh, number one? So my number one, and I think it's probably your number one as well. This is a movie that came on every year on ABC. Um, and we, were, we, we talked a few days ago about if we could track down a version of this with all those early 80s Halloween commercials, um, you know, back when... Every brand, every ad, mm-hmm. every commercial was Halloween oh, yeah. oriented, which was just the amazing. best. Uh, so, but if we could track down an old recorded video cassette, you know, I would pay good money for that. And it is Charlie Brown, The Great Pumpkin. Each year, The Great Pumpkin rises out of the pumpkin patch that he thinks is the most sincere. He's got mm. And it is just the best. I mean, it's it just sort of encompasses every, just the music and the vibe. And it's that like 60s. Uh, sort of setting and it's all you know all the hand-drawn animation and Vince Guaraldi trio doing the music and mm-hmm. uh, just amazing just yeah. it gears me up for Halloween every year yeah man many many years ago we used to get together and kind of watch it and it always ended up me and you being um, oh yeah pretty ticked off that no one else was paying <laughs> attention to it's yeah. a great pumpkin Charlie Brown everybody exactly like, this sucks let's watch a different one and we're like oh, okay so then we just move on to watching you know, whatever other scary movie. But, um, dude, do you remember that year? Little side note, I forgot about this completely, that I went as, at the time, she was my girlfriend, but now she's my wife, but I went as her and she went as me. Oh, I do. I'll yes. have to show those photos, dude. They're hilarious. Man. I do, I remember oh Anne the gosh. most because she yeah. had, like, the beard. The fake beard. We did, the like, fake makeup beard. to where it looked like she had 5 o'clock shadow <laughs> and stuff. It was, and then, like, we cut up a, like, a paste on mustache and use that for her eyebrows, like my big old caterpillar eyebrows. Oh, that's oh amazing. so funny. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So, and again, these movies aren't in a ranking order. This is just order of how literally we wrote them down. Next up, and I think we've already talked about it on this show, but it's a movie that we just have to watch this time of year. That's usually with the first one I watch just to kind of welcome the season. And that's Halloween with oh, Jimmy yeah. Lee Curtis. And it's just, I mean, it takes place. What I like about it is it takes place during Halloween, you know, so you mm-hmm. get to see like these old school trick-or-treaters and then, you know, 
the terror happens within that sort of um, realm of, of it being Halloween night, which is really, really cool. Um, and I got to take the next one, too, if that's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Next on the list, well, you know what? Can I give like a little story about my introduction to this character? So next on the give list to me, is <laughs> A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Now, and I'm talking about really just the whole series of movies. They all kind of, um, I like them all, but mm-hmm. I was probably about 10, maybe 11 mm-hmm. when I first uh, was introduced to this. So there's this kid that lived in my neighborhood again. He was only there for like maybe a year, maybe two. He was from Finland, and this kid was like super nice. He was a couple years older than me. I think like if I was in fourth or fifth grade, for example, he would have been like in sixth or seventh. So he was super cool, and everybody liked him for a couple of reasons. I say everybody liked him. My friends liked him for a couple of reasons. One, first off, his mom was the hot mom of the mm. neighborhood. Like, mm-hmm. you know is just European as it gets in terms of walking around the house and just having a different standard of whether or not she should be clothed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was the salted licorice or the pickled herring or whatever she was eating, but it was working, all right? And then secondly, he was just a really cool dude. Like, he was ahead of his time, man, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Super stylish, always had, like, cool tapes to listen to and also was just, like, the king of mixtapes and making mixtapes and if i had to credit anybody for getting me sort of hooked to just listening to music all the time but also just like really diving into the art of making the perfect mixtape this was the dude and i wish dude, so bad i could remember his name man but uh dude that's so crazy i mean that's exactly how uh my buddy jesse was he, he came from you know i lived in rural north georgia surrounded by good conservative country folk and then jesse comes from New Hampshire, first kid I saw, at least in, you know, at that age, wearing like Chuck Taylors and, you know, because you wore them as like a little kid, but like he was rocking those instead of wearing like Jordans like everybody else. Same thing. He was all about making the mixtape. He turned me on to Queen and probably set me in the direction of, you know, going on to become a musician all through my 20s. I mean, mean, everybody kind of has to have that friend, I think. Yeah, hopefully. I think so. Um, And so... <clears throat> he got me into making mixtapes. and Well, anyway, one day, and just like we all did back then, he was listening to his Walkman on the bus. I was listening to mine. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we would do is we would kind of like trade mixes and be like, hey, yep. what are you listening to and, and trade? Uh, one day, um, you know, just like a normal day, I was like, hey, bro, what do you, uh, what you got? And he, oh, dude, I'll never forget this for as long as I live. He kind of like held up his, his finger, like just one finger, like hold on a second, and didn't even say a word, and then just clicked rewind on his on his walkman it's just like mm. you know rewinding mm-hmm. and i kind of like i'm like hmm, that's interesting i get my tape out hand it to him the you know the walkman stops or whatever rewinding he ejects it hands me the tape and i look at the tape and just scribbled across the label just says freddie yes. and i'm like what is this you know on side a this is before you could google something this is before mm. you know all that so i'm just in my head trying to think what band is called Freddy? Who? <laughs> just trying to be like, uh, so that I can do like the, uh, you know, oh, cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like kind of pretend like I know about it. Right. But I, I couldn't. So I was like kind of going through the catalog in my brain and I'm like. Uh, Freddy Mercury. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, hmm. So I turn around in my seat, put the tape in, and press play. 
And dude, at that moment, it was like, that was the moment that I was first introduced to 80s horror and most specifically Freddy Krueger. Because one of the the other cool things that this kid would do uh, was he would create his own like bootleg tapes of movies. What he usually did was kind of like pick some of his favorite scenes or some of his favorite songs and then put them on a mix. So like for Goonies, he had like several like key quotes and key moments. And then anytime like the Goonies song was on there, he was just the master of like getting it onto a tape. Wait a minute. So he would record like... Yeah, so he had Some like the a, audio from the movie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's he would he would just make these insane mixes. So what he had done, and I didn't know it, of course, because I'd never seen this movie. Is he basically just pressed record, and I was listening essentially to the first like I don't know how long, but both sides were the movie nonstop. So he had just recorded the audio to this movie, and I'm just listening to it on a ride to school. Oh, I was thinking that you were saying. Uh, what was the song called? The Will Smith song? Well, just wait for it, man. So okay, okay. The brilliance of this kid. This dude was a mastermind. So I'm listening to this audio and I'm just fascinated. I'm, I'm all of a sudden I'm just in this world. It was like I was listening to this scary story and I couldn't stop. Right. So we get to school. I think I probably finished Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, man. Uh, you know what? And he's like, No, no, no. Keep it. We'll ride. I'll get it when we come back. And so he went his way, I went mine. Throughout the day, you know, of course, we weren't allowed to listen to Walkman if you're around school and stuff, but I would like mm-hmm. sneak sneak off and just like try to listen to more here and there. And then finally, like on the bus ride home, listen to the rest. And then like, man, I'm telling you, this dude was a genius. It's like he knew how much time was left on the tape and the audio for the movie cut off. And then... Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy you all know. DJ Jazzy Jeff and yeah. Fresh Prince song Nightmare on My Street. That's it. Played, and that's what closed outside too of that tape. Man, like the big f- grand finale. Oh my gosh, man. So I was just like, dude, I mean, oh my gosh. He's like, hey, man, don't worry. I've been telling you about this for so long, you know? And he's like, because he would always talk about Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, man. I don't know. And he's like, you don't know Freddy, man? You know, that kind of thing. I never, I didn't put two and two together when he showed up with his tape. So needless to say, I went over to his house and watched it and was just hooked ever since. Well, the Nightmare franchise to me was always just so far above. I mean, you know, I, I think as I was older, I grew to appreciate, um, you know, Halloween and... Fr- you know, Friday the 13th. But, you know, when I was really young, and again, I don't know why my mom was cool with this, but I mean, I had a Freddy poster on my door when I was like (laughs) 10 or 11. Uh, Yeah, I just, I I was such a snob and I looked down on all the others because it's like, well, Friday the 13th, you know, Jason, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the slowest walker of all time. Um, You know, Halloween, they were just kind of these sort of lumbering, you know, kind of, um, you could look at this sort of, or whatever. yeah, kind of, but a little sort of lifeless, a little zombie-like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then Freddie was this super charismatic, over-the-top, very sort of, a lot of melodrama and mm-hmm. a lot of... Taunted uh, his victims. And yeah, that. he was, I mean, and my favorite back in the day was uh, part three, uh, uh, the Dream Warriors, mm-hmm. because it was, you know, 
you look at that, you know, and we'll we'll go heavy into this. We'll have like full episodes on on um, the nightmare movies, but mm-hmm. you know, they were almost like as a as a comics kid. I mean, it was almost like the X Men. It's like you had the the D and D kid who was into you know role playing games, and he was like a wizard in his dreams, and mm-hmm. you know all this kind of thing. So, um, and Freddie was just so inventive on how he would kill these people, which mm-hmm. just it just made him leaps and bounds cooler than any of yeah. the other, uh, you know, horror characters to me. Yeah, man. And, yeah, I, I agree. Even though, you know, um, actually next on our list is Friday the 13th. Mm. It's a fun one to watch, though, you know, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's that being a teenager, you know, you're overly preoccupied with, like, your sexuality and stuff and you're out in the woods with other teenagers yeah man and Mm -hmm. i still like watching those around this time of year too but like Mm -hmm. i said i mean if there was like a freddy versus well there is a freddy versus (laughs) i mean mean like (laughs) in a poll right uh and i was answering it i would pick i would pick freddy all day long which is funny because if we would have known each other back then that would have been the uh the that would be rad moment of our conversation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, who, who do you think would win if Freddie and Jason got into a fight? And and then, and then yeah, you exactly know. like you said, like we would imagine this made up scenario. Of course, again, before that movie came out, we would imagine mm-hmm. this made up scenario, uh, just like everyone did. Otherwise, I'm sure the movie wouldn't have come out. And Holy all- Freddy Krueger, Batman! You know what I just realized that mm-hmm. uh, we haven't taken our break yet, so. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to go over the rest of the list in terms of the movies that we have to watch and some of the other things that we just absolutely adore about. Love it. Give it to me, champ. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You have one new message. Hey, this is Christian from Murrayville, Georgia. On my way to work every 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 morning, I'm listening to my new favorite podcast. That would be rad. And we're back. So we already talked about the crow. Man alive, dude! That movie. I mean, and I love a good revenge movie. Man, I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for a revenge uh, arc. It had a cool soundtrack. I mean, just everything, man, from like Helmet to Pantera to mm-hmm. Stone Nine Temple Nails. Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, I think are on there. Um, yeah, my favorite Stone Temple Pilot song, uh, The Big Empty is on there. And it's mm. you can't find it anywhere else. It's it's just, it's one of the best so songs. So good, man. Yeah. Rage Against uh, Machine. Rage Against Machine. Uh, yeah. My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult. Mm. Uh, the Cure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus and Mary Chain, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. And I usually, I wait to watch that one until 
uh, the day before Halloween. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Devil's Night, yeah, right? Devil's Night. So that's yeah, when that's I usually cool. watch that one. And then, you know, you and I kind of went back and forth on this. So you tell me what you chose instead of what I chose. So my choice, um, and it's a little bit of a newer uh, pick. Uh, you know, I would have been, I guess we would have been in our early 20s, maybe. Mm-hmm. I would, I mean, you would have been in 30s, 40s, but. Here we go. Um, <laughs> Happens every episode, why not? <laughs> and I remember when this movie came out, it was just, I don't know what it was. I saw it in the theater. It just hit me like no other horror movie at the time. Um, it was just very sort of cerebral. It had that kind of um, etymological folklore, urban legend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my love for that, you know, may have a lot to do with why I like this movie so much, but the American version of The Ring. Yeah, such a great movie, and I can still remember exactly this face, and oh, you and I have God. talked about this before. And what's what's funny is I don't even think this part is really even supposed to be that scary, mm-hmm. but they open the closet door. I saw her face. And like the girl's like head falls out, and just the look on this girl's face—I don't think it's CG. Well, maybe it is CGI. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's terrifying though. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm almost positive this was the movie on our double feature that we played at your house when we did um, mm. "It's the Great Pumpkin," Charlie Brown. Everybody's like, "Come on, this movie's boring." <sighs> and we're like, "Okay," and then we're like, "We'll get him now." Boom, mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's good. I mean, that is a good one. I, and only because we were trying to jam jam this list into 10. Mm-hmm. And for me, it would be the Scream franchise. Love it. I, I know they're cheesy. Um, a lot of folks, especially the hardcore horror buffs, you know, may scoff at that. But, you know, there's just something about them. They were culturally significant, especially that first one they came out. Also good soundtracks. Mm. Scream 2 has a just... Hard to beat soundtrack, man. I yeah. mean that that was just amazing. And so I, I know what you did last summer. Had a good oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is kind of that has the same thing. shaker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was like a series of these that came out around the same time, like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Urban mm-hmm. Legend. Yep. Um what was the one that was uh, I know Final Jeepers Final Creepers. Destination. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all those sort of like teen horror movies kind of came out all at once. Which um, honestly, I, I don't really understand why. Um sort of the old school horror heads aren't into them because, you know, really that was sort of the the resurgence of that sort mm-hmm. of teen horror slasher movie. Yeah. I um, think some of them are, man. Like whenever I kind of, there's a lot of VHS collectors um, that I see who are still into them. And it's, it's, we're kind of, we are kind of living in a cool time where it's, you know, the it, too cool for school kind of stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. more, people that don't buy into that than there are just like the hardcore like tape head hipsters that Mm -hmm. only get the obscure like $600 VHS tape you know it's the only horror franchise that my wife will sit down and watch with me in fact we watched Scream 4 on Saturday dude same reasons like I know but they're not super gory Um, they are kind of but she knows when to turn her head she was super into them at one point and so she just the the fact that they are culturally significant for her too when she was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way that I can kind of convince her. She's not super happy about it whenever I'm like, "Come on, let's watch it." Yeah, but she will watch it with me. I also loved about, um, especially when the first one came out. It was 
you know, not only was it, I mean, probably the first kind of resurgence of the the slasher movie. I mean, probably mm-hmm. in 10, 15 years. And I, the one thing that I really loved about it at the time was it was just, it was so s- sort of self-aware and it kind of winked at the camera and mm-hmm. it was a little meta in the, what was his name? Dewey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he, he would, he would lay out, oh, well, this person's going to die because she's this, she's, you know, she's a virgin. She's like laying out all of the classic slasher movie sort of tropes. You know, it was very, oh, like, no, no, no. That's, you're thinking of Randy. Randy, that's yeah, right. The that's film, right. The, like the film geek. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, love yeah. that character. Yeah. yeah, and and that was just really cool. You know, you'd never mm-hmm. seen that at the time. It was no, sort of Dewey a, plays the the kind of bumbling sort the of sheriff. Yeah, but dude, I love I love oh, he's amazing. his character, and I also love like the th- his theme song. Man, whenever like he would come on the screen, that's the cool thing about that franchise too. Is like you can't wait to see that mm-hmm. character make their entrance into that. You know, you know movie or whatever it's like the third one they mm-hmm. come in and you're like yes and like dewey's theme song i don't know man it's just i can't remember it i need to, it's I need like, to go back and see you it. will man the second that you kind of hear it or whatever you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. you know you just feel for that guy man he's just like such a nice guy all the you know he has like a crush on gil weathers yeah and he really just wants to help sydney all the time you know yeah and i loved how you never really could in my opinion other people may disagree, but you never could predict who the killer was. You had a couple ideas. They throw you a couple curveballs. You think you know, and then... Yeah, they so did really always good love at that. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I Looking at this list, we've only got like a couple to kind of get through here. But there, right now, we only have one vampire movie mm. uh, listed. And it's funny. When we were kind of thinking about this, it's like, I never really liked a bunch of vampire movies. So I put... The Lost Boys, for obvious reasons, mm. super cool, great music, cool story, and and I think we need to give equal amount of love to maybe I veer off on this, uh, which we both love this, but Fright Night. Oh I, yeah, mm-hmm. I equally love Fright Night. Yeah, man. as well. I, you know, but it's funny, Fright Night in particular. I didn't watch that whenever I was a kid. Younger, mm. I mm-hmm. probably watched it within the last like. 10 years or something man i'd never for some reason and i don't know if it's because again like my parents rarely let us anytime i rented horror it was like later in high school or whenever Mm -hmm. i was in college and that kind of thing uh, that i really started to get into it um mainly kind of again we talked about this i think the last episode in my quest to find this movie that i think i saw whenever i was a kid of this (laughs) freaking like skinless dude like Mm -hmm talking to his wife and then she realizes that it's him i don't know dude I, oh you didn't tell me that oh i didn't and Man, then like there's a part familiar. where he like slaps a like i don't know if it's a hospital wall but it's like a towel wall and it's like blood and then like he's like oh, hanging that... on this like glass door um dude that sounds really familiar yeah i hope we can find it man anybody listening please please message me oh thoughts. wait a minute are you talking about uh dark man no no because under all the bandages, he's yeah, basically no. that. No? I wish. No. Mm. So, yes, Fright Night, The Lost Boys. Outside of that, yes, there are some good vampire movies, but not really what I need to see before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up, Beetlejuice. Oh, love it. Not necessarily a Halloween movie per se, but because it's got that weird Tim Burton vibe. Mm-hmm. It is just one that I like to watch around this time of year. Yeah. Okay, take us to the next, the last two, man. 
Uh, well, again, this is one that kind of fills that same spot as The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It's not really scary. It's more, you know, growing up as a kid, it was just one of those things that you had to watch around Halloween. And I remember watching this movie in school, you know, when they would wheel in the, uh, the quote-unquote media center with the top-loader VCR mm-hmm. on the cart. Um, and I don't know why we watched this so much, but I remember there was something about this, like the animation and and everything that was, was actually kind of scary as a kid, and I loved it. And that is uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes, man. Um, awesome. And w- another thing that's weird is I never remember the Mr. Toad thing. Mm-hmm. We would always just watch the Sleepy Hollow, the Ichabod Crane, I guess, part in the movie. I guess it came out as like sort of a double feature kind of deal originally. Growing up, that was definitely one of my favorite cartoons. And yeah. I mean, part of the reason why I was super excited when um, well, actually Tim Burton did Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, kind um, of let down though, man. Man, really? I, I liked it, man. I mean, I, I liked it, it, but I think because I loved the like the cartoon so mm-hmm. much that it was, it just felt a little... You wanted Ichabod to be more like... Yeah, and, right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp was a little sort of too cool mm-hmm. and um, yeah I, you know so I, I I mean I mean I could be wrong because I could go back and watch it, and it could yeah be go amazing. back and watch it man I, th- I, th- I think it is streaming somewhere I, I recently saw it I think it's on Netflix mm-hmm. um, and I, I plan on rewatching that too it's it's one of those two that's kind of surprising because it's rated R and so like I always think oh, because I connect it with the Ichabod cartoon I always think oh this will be one that you know my wife can watch with me and then mm-hmm. I notice it's like rated R. I'm like, dang, man. What was it rated R for? I don't remember. I that. don't know, man. I mean, I guess like the headless Christopher Walken gets a little intense and um, hmm. there's some like gory bodies and stuff. I, I don't know. All right, man. Last on the list. Give it to me, this champ. Is, this is the one, man, that, oh, even again for years, if there were only going to be two movies that we watched before Halloween, yep. it was going to be The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and then yep. this one, which is. Monster Squad. Yes. Just one of the best movies ever made, dude. Oh, man. It so good. It just immediately takes me back. Mm-hmm. Me too. You know? And uh, it's just so good. It's, it's you know, the it. I love how it's like the classic monsters are involved. Um, the, um, the effects are kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so many great lines. So many just like... Wolfman's got an arm. I mean, um, <laughs> there's just so much, man. And I always thought the kid with the uh, Stephen King rules is just the coolest yeah. thing, man. I wanted that shirt so bad whenever I was a kid. Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, it was such a good movie because you know it. It kind of took everything you loved about Goonies. I mean, it came out came out a, a I guess a, several years after, um, but it was sort of like you know it really let you put yourself in that position of of being a kid and you know being around all these monsters and it was just it was great. Yeah, man. That that whole theme that we talk about quite often about <clears throat> just having that band of brothers for example mm-hmm. that just you know no matter what whether it's you know the movie it or if it's stand by me or the yep. unis or monster squad together we can defeat 
anything. We just have to kind of stick together and, and do it as a team. And I love yeah. that concept, man. It's just so good. Um, yeah. You know, we had a couple of honorable mentions. It, of course, mm-hmm. Monster House, which is that animated one. I love it. And it kind of tricks you. If you're a parent, um, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends on how your kids do with somewhat scary stuff. I showed it to my son, who's now eight, probably like two years ago. I'm not sure. And it kind of freaked him out. So we don't really yeah. watch that one much. Same um, here. Dude, there's so much um, about Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, at different points in life, you know, growing up. I mean, dude, even video games. Like, I remember um, the one, uh, zombie Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, um, yeah. And then there was like another one. Is it Monster Quest or Monster... It's something that I think it was even, I think, developed by LucasArts. Um, Monster? I don't remember that. Oh, man. I don't know. It was cool. It was on, the version I had was on PC, mm. um, which was kind of cool. It was like some kind of, you had like a mission, you and some friends kind of had to oh, go into this haunted house or something. Wait a minute. I I never played it, but I I uh, I think I remember like the ad in mm-hmm. comics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion. That's yeah, dude. that's it. Yes. <laughs> and it like it was amazing. The characters in it were awesome. I mean, oh, I've got that's a, cool. I got to try to find a uh, somehow how to play it, man. It was just so good, man. Uh, oh man, another thing that I loved about Halloween, well loved and hated, haunted houses. Man, I loved them. I couldn't get enough. See, like I even to this day, I remember, I, dude. I think you at some point in the past have invited mm-hmm. me like yeah come out of this haunted house I'm like i've got no i will punch a son of a gun mm-hmm. man. you know oh, yeah. I, I just can't i i just not anymore man i just can't do it um <laughs> <laughs> and even like okay so this girl that i dated in college her older brother worked at a haunted house and i'm talking about like the big huge production ones that oh yeah sometimes they're like a part of a carnival or whatever a big big festival or whatever Mm-hmm. So he invited us to come out. Now, this is out in Augusta where she lived. We went out there and, you know, he, I think he kind of just managed the whole thing because we were able to go up on these, like, on this catwalk. And the way that the house was laid out was, you know, in different rooms, but you could kind of go on the catwalk, especially especially if you were quiet so you didn't ruin those people's experience, mm-hmm. and kind of watch these people go from room to room and mm. see them get terrified or whatever. Oh, so that's amazing. Keep in mind, I witnessed this. I know exactly where everything scary is. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it ends where you get kind of pushed into this dark hallway. Mm-hmm. It's completely, completely pitch black. You cannot see the hand in front of your face. Awesome. But you're just like people are pushing. And so what they do is they have people that are kind of like in the crowd, like you think are patrons that are like kind of shoving you in the direction that you're supposed to go and everybody's mm-hmm. like screaming and everything. And then as you get about, you know, you might have like another quarter of the way to go. Mm-hmm. Some joker with a chainsaw lights up and is like, and starts chasing you out of the thing. <laughs> and you come oh. out right near the entrance, screaming your bloody head off. Yeah. And everybody in the line is just standing there like, oh my God. So anyway, I know exactly where everything is. I've mm-hmm. watched it happen. Mm-hmm. Then Kenneth is like, her, her older brother is like, all right, now you guys walk through. It's awesome. I'm like, oh, I don't really know, but I'm trying to be a little macho for my girlfriend. Right. Right? So I'm like, yeah, no problem, bro. 
And I walk in there again. I know exactly where everything is. This is not going to be a problem. Scared to death the whole time. Mm. Everything got me. And I'm yeah. like, God, do you remember those? <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Do you remember those haunted houses? This is, this is very, very big back when Freddy Krueger was just like top dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, where there would be like a chain link fence right outside the entrance. Oh, kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. And, and, and Freddie would just be like, <laughs> ching, 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 ching on the chain link fence. And mm-hmm. it looked kind of scary. But, you know, there's always that kid, man. And everybody's always. friend circle in yep. every crowd who's just a little too tough for his britches. And he's like, <laughs> Freddie Krueger sucks, man. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just taunting, taunting, oh. taunting. And Freddie Krueger, like, I'll never forget this. I saw this happen once. Freddy Krueger's like kind of walking to the left and the kid's just kind of following him. There's This is the line that like is kind of close to, but the fence is long enough to where, I don't know where it leads. You know, I just assume it's just in, to a corner. It ends mm-hmm. somewhere. And Freddy Krueger is just like walking, walking. The kid's like, yeah, man, you're a pansy. You won't do anything. And the fence ends and there's just like a huge gap <laughs> in the fence and Freddy just stands there and this kid just freaking Oh, off, man. That's amazing. Oh, it's incredible. That's man. so funny. Yeah, I, w- my wife and I actually, uh, we we were helping out a good friend of ours. I got him Rotten Rusty. Uh, he's actually been in some sort of lower level horror movies, but he's had this killer haunted house for years and years. It's always packed. Like, you know, any day of the month of October, it's going to be packed. And I remember we went and I was dressed as like a shirtless demon she was dressed as some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of, I mean, she's painted from like head to toe and kind of what you're talking about. It's like, you know, we, the whole night you're just like scaring people, but then there would be a little bit of a break in the flow of people coming through and you're just by yourself and you're hearing all like the screams and it's just you and I mean, it would get a little scary uh, one of my one of my favorite haunted house stories was, and this is actually pretty genius. So, uh, anybody out there that uh, is creating their own haunted house, you definitely need to do this because it's incredible, uh, and the idea is absolutely brilliant. But um, there was this haunted house that uh, used to be like an old iron furnace, um, and it, it was in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and it was called Sloss Furnace, and the urban legend was it was it was actually really haunted. Uh, a lot of people had died. You know what you imagine. You know Freddie walking in like this old iron sort of mill or factory or whatever. And so you would be in line. These lines that would sort of wind around. Um, you get up the front and they would you know count. Okay, well there's seven of you here. The way that they would do it was brilliant too because they would kind of cut split off your groups. So. Mm-hmm. It would be like you and two other friends and then another four people would be in like your group, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're going through, and I mean, it's legitimately scary. I mean, this place is like, it's a full factory, you know, that's abandoned. And, you know, you're in line for probably 45 minutes to an hour to even get in because it's so packed. And so you start making friends with these people in your group. Well, then, uh, you know, and you learn their names and... So you finally get in, you're going around, and all of a sudden you look over and you're like, oh man, I miss it. You know, we're missing Brandon, you know, the guy that we met on the way in. And, you know, you kind of chalk it up. Well, you know, maybe he was, you know, he did say he was really scared of haunted houses. Maybe he just sort of bailed on us and didn't want to look bad or whatever. <laughs> then you keep going and it's like, 
oh, wait a minute, where did Michael go? The other guy that you met. And so throughout the haunted house, you know, these people that they paired you with, they started just dropping off. Oh, man. And so you really kind of, so then you're left with you and your one or two friends that you actually came with, and it's that's it. It's just you two in a group. And the way they would sort of section off the groups, you know, it wasn't like a haunted house where like another group behind you would show up. It was sort of this, you know, it's kind of what you're saying with like the kid who is like, you know, Billy Badass, you know, walking around like taunting the monsters and stuff. You, you know, you always had those. But the thing that made this so scary was it's all of us and they can't get all of us. And, you know, you're, you're a lot more brave. Well, then right. by the end of it, all those other people have just magically disappeared. So it's like you and your other friend and you're, you know, holding each other for dear <laughs> life. Uh, and it was amazing. And then by the end, you know, you get out. And of course, they probably did the fence thing like you're talking about. They probably did the, you know, the chainsaw at the end, which, you know, makes you just run screaming, you know. Um, right. But but at the end, you show up and there's the other four four people that bailed on you, you know, give to give you five and to like kind of laugh. Uh, but it was amazing, and and it was such a brilliant idea. I'd never, to this day, I'd I'd still never seen anything like it. And uh, yeah, man, that's yeah. really cool. It's like really you get cool to live uh, like a, a horror movie almost. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I think all in all, all these things combined created our love for Halloween, mm-hmm. and we're trying. You know, we're passing that on to our kids, and um, mm-hmm. it's just the best, man. So I think that is a really good way uh, for us to. Uh, Good place well, to wrap it up. Yeah, it's a good place to wrap it up, but it's also maybe a good spot for us to yeah. kind of get everybody excited about next week's show. Mm-hmm. So next week we have a very special show. It's actually the last week until Halloween is upon us. And so we want to make it a special one. So we are creating a king-size show for our amazing listeners. We're going to have mm, love it. spooky tales from listeners that have been submitted Mm -hmm. we're also going to tell our very own crazy encounters that happened to us tyler and me in real life so be prepared for the last show of the season and let's get spooky cool and if if uh for everybody out there if you do have a uh sort of a paranormal account or spooky story or something scary that happened to you um, and you still want to, you know, make it on the show, possibly, I don't know, we'll we'll see. But, uh, you know, anybody out there that wants to give their spooky story, um, either send your voice memo recording to thatwouldberadpod at gmail.com or if you just want to send it in email form and, uh, and we read it on the air. Yeah, you can also message us on Instagram, you know, and just write out the whole thing if you want, or you can mm-hmm. do a voice recording in the direct messages there too. Yeah. Um, and so that works. And you can find us on Instagram, which is where we are the most responsive, I would say, at That Would Be Rad. So thank yep. you, as always, to everybody that listens to our show. And a special thanks to all of our listeners that send us things. You know, every single week after our show is published, we do a post on our Instagram called the episode artifacts where we show behind the scenes, either notes or some of the publications that we used during our research or even yeah. some of the artwork that inspired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. us during the, the episode. So thank you so much. You guys rule. And thank you so much for listening until next week. Stay spooky. 
and be rad. That's the way it Future would 